0: Hello patrons! I'm back with a little bonus bit that got cut from last week's episode. Deceptible Me was all about self-deception and the ways that it pops up for good and for ill in our lives. And there's a form of self-deception that I am super fascinated by. Hypnosis. Now, I cut this bit from the episode because it was getting kind of long, but I wanted to share some really neat stuff about hypnosis with you. Again, it will help if you listen to the episode first, before listening to this bonus part. The voice you're gonna hear in here is Eric Vance, the science journalist and the author of Suggestible You, the curious science of your brain's ability to deceive, transform, and heal. Okay, this is what I caught from the episode. So Eric's book is all about suggestibility. And another form of suggestibility the book covers is hypnosis. Now, hypnosis might not seem like self-deception. It's something somebody else does to you, right? You're not deceiving yourself. But that's not actually quite the right way to think about it. Because hypnosis only works if both parties are participating. Here is an experiment that a hypnotist does on Eric in his book, and I am now going to try to do to you. Okay. Sit in a chair with both feet on the floor. Now imagine that your foot, pick a foot, any foot, imagine that that foot is glued to the floor. It's super heavy, like a big lead weight. Now try to lift that foot. Now put your corresponding hand on that knee, so your right hand on your right knee or your left hand on your left knee, depending on which one you picked originally. Now push down on your knee with your hand as hard as you can. Now try to lift your knee. It's kind of hard, right? But it shouldn't be. I can't see you right now, but I can pretty much guarantee that your leg is much stronger than your arm. The trick here is that we just messed with your expectations. It was really easy to pick your leg up that first time, and then I did something to make it seem like it would be harder, and it was. That's basically what hypnosis is it's messing with people's expectations. Scientists don't really know a ton about how or why hypnosis works, so most of what you can find about it is anecdotal. There's another story that Eric recounts in his book that is really incredible. It starts in 1951 in England, where a 16-year-old boy was suffering from a terrible skin condition called ichthyosiform serythroderma. I probably mispronounced that, but it'll be in the show notes. And it basically means fish-like skin. According to the doctor's reports, the boy was covered in these hard, blackish scales that cracked and got infected constantly. The lesions would ooze pus and blood, and they smelled terrible. Basically, this kid was just in constant pain. Surgeons tried doing skin grafts from other parts of his body, but they would quickly become covered in these same dark lesions. And eventually, they just kind of gave up. The kid couldn't go to school, and he was left with this hopeless outlook. Then, this guy named Albert A. Mason decided that he was going to try to use hypnosis to treat this kid. And it apparently worked. Mason treated each limb individually to try and document his work. So one by one, each section of the boy's body sloughed off the rough, painful scales and grew back almost normal skin. All by hypnosis. Now, you might be listening to this and thinking, nope. I don't believe you. And honestly, when I read the story in Eric's book, I thought the same thing. But there is a paper written by Mason from 1952, and it includes photographs and a pretty clear description of what he did. Now, could those photos be faked? Sure. But the whole thing is pretty well documented. I'll link to all of it in the show notes. And there are other incredible stories about hypnosis being used in
1: hospitals. This one guy, this hypnotist, he's in a burn ward, right? And this guy's got like, burns over his body, and he, like, you know, and and you got to, you know, you have to wash these things out, or else they're going to get really, 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 I mean, burns apparently are, like, the most, like, painful thing you can ever imagine ever happening to you, like, like, worse than childbirth, worse than everything is, like, large burns, right? And this guy had these huge burns, and, like, you have to clean those things out, and it was, I mean, he was on all kinds of drugs, and morphine, and it just, he just was not letting anyone take off these bandages, he was just, you know, it's just brutal, right? And uh, and I saw footage of this and and the hypnotist hypnotizes him. The guy that like, you can't hypnotize me, you can't like, no, let me try, let me try. And he hypnotized him and sure enough, he happens to be one of these people who drops out. And I've seen footage of them pulling off his bandages and they're scrubbing these wounds and you can see the nerve, like you see these little white dots, right? It is it looks excruciating and he wasn't making a peep. He was feeling nothing.
0: But one thing that I thought was really interesting about hypnosis is that it doesn't work on everybody. Some people are really hard to hypnotize, and some people are really easy to hypnotize. Eric is really hard to hypnotize.
1: I tried. I was so excited to get hypnotized. And um, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get like in this other world and like you know, like all the movies and everything. And then you know, I went down and basically I could get to a level of relaxation after half an hour of hard work by a hypnotist. I could basically get to sort of a nice, relaxing place.
0: I'm bringing all of this up in part because I find hypnosis totally fascinating, but also because the fact that different people can be harder or easier to hypnotize suggests that there is something happening within them that makes them more or less susceptible. And it's not just active resistance, right? Eric wanted to be hypnotized, but he just couldn't get there. Which means that in theory, if we could figure out what makes someone more or less hypnotizable, more or less suggestible, we could meddle with that.
1: So we're still trying to figure out what separates people from people who are hypnotizable from people who aren't, people who do respond to placebos from people who don't.
0: Okay, that's the stuff that hit the cutting room floor for that episode. I hope you found it interesting. Talk to you soon. Bye.